How's it going? This is Justin, and you are listening to The Quest for 100. I am here with my partner in crime, as always, my friend Brian. Yep, I'm here too, this week. This week? Yeah. What, are you are you going to quit on me next week? No, 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 we're still on our quest. I'm not oh, quitting okay. until we're done until with Until we quest. reach whatever quest we are on. Yeah. To 100 something. Yeah. We're on our way. Well, uh, if you're new to the podcast, uh, which you may be, because we might... We, we we actually might be promoting it. We've talked about it for so long. <laughs> if you've been a loyal listener, I keep forgetting. I know, but we're gonna. I think we're gonna do it this week, and uh, we have an interesting topic this week uh, for for you folks. But uh, but for for those new, we are a weekly podcast. This is episode seven in our quest for one hundred, and. Uh, we like to have a little bit of fun. We like to bring a little knowledge and and uh, bring some news and and then you know some friendly and uh, maybe heated debates. So, yeah. you know, it as should we be always fun. say, leave you thinking. Yes, always, always. Uh, so, w- with that in mind, you know why we like to start off. You know what what's been going on in in our neck of the woods. What's uh, what's happening since last time? Well, I think I think the reason for our topic this week, for me in particular. Uh, is that I lost power for about, uh, I think about not quite 48 hours, maybe 40 hours. Oh, wow. Yeah. I thought it was just like, no, it, it, it was so, so the big windstorm here in, in Seattle and took down, took down some trees and that, that's really my, my kind of big news since the last time. Yeah, so uh, that windstorm was no joke. Uh, I don't think I've – I mean it happened overnight, but I don't think I've seen one as much dam- – cause as much damage as this one did, at yeah. least in Seattle area. Yeah. Um, so we – my household did not lose power. We were one of the lucky few wow. in the area. Um, I, but Did you look at the power outage app? Oh, no, uh, I didn't. I didn't have to. I had yeah, power. It was red all over oh, really? the place. All over the place. Yeah, I that does not shock me. I have no idea how because we've lost power in that house before, and yeah. you know, and but our neighbor, you know, who's a couple of blocks away, uh, a listener, hopefully of this of this podcast, um, he uh, he did lose power, uh, which is I thought was interesting. I think the uh, big, from what I've gathered, the big thing, the difference between this windstorm and you know ones that we've had earlier this year is the direction of the wind. So it was all coming from the south. Oh, so we typically are getting everything from the bigger windstorms. Everything's yeah. blowing from west to east. Okay, and this was coming from the south to the north. Weird. So I think that's what you know. Yeah. Trees are nor- used to wind coming from one direction, yeah. and then when you get surprise, a big yeah, big big surprise coming from the yeah. south. So we had a uh, while our power did not go out. I woke up at. Well, I slept in a little bit, um, but it was like ten o'clock, uh, and to our someone knocking on our door, and I was like, "All right, well, this is weird." And it looked like a friendly guy, but so I was like in my PJs. But I open up the door, and he's like, "Hey, uh, you know, I'm I'm your neighbor," and uh, introduced himself to me. He's like, "I just want to let you know that your tree's in the middle of the road." I was <laughs> like, <"W-> "What?" <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we had a, a really tall, pretty tall tree uh, in our front yard, um, and it just 
completely roots up and everything wow. all in the road. It covered about – it was diagonal a little bit, so it covered about 70% of the road. So yeah. cars could still kind of get around it. Yeah. But it was – I mean, it was down. Um, wow. So something I learned this week um, – for those who might have to deal with this, and you're if you're maybe a homeowner or go through this, is that one we we first started with our insurance agent and be like, oh, what do we do? Like, you know, is this our fault? Like, do we pay yeah. for moving, removal, whatever? And they they told us to contact the city. So because it's on city property, it's wherever the tree falls, that person has to either file or pay for it. Um, is is how it works apparently. So if it fell in the tr- in the street, which it did. There was no other damage, no wires, no cars. Not it was super lucky in that way that nobody else had a nuisance. But uh, I called the city and they're like, "Yep, we're on it. Like we got like all these other requests, but we'll get to you." So they come by with you know later in the day with a bulldozer. They ch- you know cut off some branches, but then they put cones down and they haven't been back since. So they actually haven't like they just pushed the tree on the side of the road yeah. and just kind of left it there. But because there's cones, I think they're gonna come back and chop it up but we're now like or they're probably waiting for somebody to come take it for free so they don't have to deal with it maybe but i don't know i don't think people are going to take that tree i mean you might chop it up for firewood maybe but regardless i'm still waiting i'm I'm like holding my breath but right now it's like a hundred percent on my neighbor's yard yeah and so i'm like i kind of feel like my neighbor might be a little a little pissed but yeah you know that and that's where they moved it to yeah Hmm. Yeah, they just pushed it. Basically, it was diagonal, and they just pushed it onto the, onto the almost sidewalk, but there isn't a sidewalk there. Weird. So just the grass. So, I mean, it's out of the road, it's out of their business essentially. But hopefully, they come back. That's my biggest thing. But for for future reference, you know, look at your neighbor's trees, yeah, and make sure that you know before any of this stuff happens. And if they look dead or like you know, especially that's the one thing from a liability standpoint. Like if. If it fell on someone else's fence, for instance, mm-hmm. if they had informed me that the tree was a bad tree and there was record of that in some mm-hmm. way, mm-hmm. then I, you know, I would be liable or my insurance would be liable oh, to pay for it. But if it was just like natural happenstance, then the insurance company typically would pay for it as a national di- yeah. or disaster or whatever. Mm-hmm. So while I didn't lose power, I did lose a tree. Okay. So, Good. Um, yeah, and you know, obviously that that. That leads us to our topic. But before we even get to that, we like to always try to give a little bit of love to our fans out there. And uh, I'd like to give a a nod to Listener X. We call him John, sometimes Listener X. Uh, We had had a real fun conversation with him, and he gave us some feedback. And so hopefully that is reflected within this podcast and future podcasts. Uh, But, uh, yeah, we'll we'll see. If if you notice a difference – it won't be. It will be subtle. Do you do you want yeah. to tell the listeners what what he called us out on? Uh, why don't you Why don't you tell? Well, me? okay. So when we were talking about the smart homes, and we referenced the movie Smart Home, and you and I, growing up in the generation that we grew up in, mm-hmm. knew immediately what Smart Home was, the movie, and all of this stuff about the movie and what what actually happened. But we never actually talked about what actually happens in the movie. Yeah, and. To my surprise, that was the least likely thing I think I was thinking he would give us a comment on uh-huh. because he is such a knowledgeable person yeah. in the movie area yeah. that even though it's a Disney Channel movie, I thought he would n- know what it was. Yeah. Which 
makes me think that that was such a terrible movie at that time. <laughs> it, I that, think it was. I don't know why we we equate it to one of these classic Disney TV movies, but but it we but talked it about it. Yeah, it was rated one of the yeah. best. Disney yeah. TV shows, so but we didn't talk about it enough in that podcast. Yeah. And he wanted to know more about it because yeah. he wanted to be a part of it. We so started talking about too many other Disney yeah. movies, and yes, but we always appreciate the yes. the comments and and as as people listen into this, I we've had some conversations with a few, and and uh, we will always take it to heart and and try to make changes if it makes sense. Um, and and provide your feel free to give feedback in person or you know through the app if it's positive if it's bad just just hold your breath don't say anything yeah say do this in person so it's <laughs> yeah. not a review yes exactly um well anyway so uh why don't you kick us off with with uh or is there a news well yeah so news? so we've got some news okay. in the news. So obviously the the big news we kind of already talked about is is the the windstorm and uh, so you know sixty mile per hour uh, wind gusts and th- uh, three hundred and twenty thousand people lost power in Western Washington. Wow, that's yeah. huge. That that's a that's a good amount. Yeah. Um, and, and was I think, it houses or was it people? Do you know? Uh, I mean that that is. Uh, they say people when okay. they they reference uh, Puget Sound Energy references okay. people. Okay, I would assume that's houses. I, yeah, well, it's still a lot. Regardless, yeah. that's yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, so so I think that's really really all the news that I have. Just because it it is, I mean, that is a lot of people, um, and I think one of the the craziest things you should you should go uh, go follow or or look at. Um, uh, PSE Talk on Twitter. That's the Puget Sound Energy's yeah. Twitter account. And to watch some of the videos that they've posted of some of these, I guess they call them linesmen, mm-hmm. um, up in their like uh, their their uh, Apple Apple truck, whatever things. Yeah. I don't know what they call them. Um, but uh, cutting down some of these trees or cut, cutting some of the the trees off of the off the, the wires Oof. and then but these wires are not like broken they're they're like you know full of tension yeah and so to see some of these videos of like they're they're chainsawing it and yep. then all of a sudden snap and like the wire comes up and the the uh piece of wood just goes flying somewhere oh, it like geez. seems so dangerous like <laughs> there has to be a better way to do that yeah. but I, I guess that's the way they do. I I had never like realized that that's how they do that type of stuff. I would almost think that you would push the tree back up almost to standing level, and then chop it so that it doesn't fling, you know, or or like slingshot somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine? Like, I guess you have to make a judgment call, and I'm sure they're really good at it. But you know, if if they're like in a residential area and like that piece at the top of the tree or whatever that is on the wires gets flung into somebody's house like that's i mean it's it, it's just crazy like some to to watch some of these videos i'm watching some of them right now like it, it's just i yeah i don't know i guess that's the it's way they a, do I, them because like I, obviously the the energy company wouldn't post that if it wasn't like this is what we typically do like this guy's not screwing up what what the process actually is right so yeah no i mean we act like we're 
were like, wow, how, why would you do it that way? But I'm sure they tested if, and tried. Yeah, it must be the know. safest way for them to yeah. do it. But it's interesting. Um, yeah. So so uh, now that we've done a little bit of news, mm-hmm. I think we should just kind of skip right into some dropping knowledge. Yeah, let's let's do it. If you're new to the podcast, I'm kind of the history guy. Justin's kind of the stats guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I did a little digging on, on the history of, of electricity and, and electrical grids and all that fun stuff. You know, pretty some pretty deep stuff here. Like yeah. we're getting into the physics and, you know, electrons and all that stuff. Um, but so we'll, we'll just touch, touch the, <laughs> just touch the surface, t- touch the surface of this. Uh, so 1752 was, was Benjamin Franklin mm-hmm. and the kite yep. and kind of, you know, finding out that, uh, the idea of electricity traveling along, um, you know, a, a current, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, I'm not I want to be there when he actually does that because I'm not convinced that he's still standing after getting struck by lightning through the kite. I mean, so I random aside, my cousin got struck by lightning through a video game system. He was playing a video game, came in through the room, yeah. struck with like he lived through it. I don't know if he was I mean, he But I mean, was fine. That was that was lightning going to the ground, right? And then through the video game system, I would assume. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. So I was it's, young when it so it's not necess- like this is lightning hitting straight the kite through the kite, straight through the wire yeah. or the the string. Yeah. Um, maybe. Yeah. I I don't know. Anyways, you know, then then we advanced almost a hundred years to eighteen seventy nine when Thomas Edison. I didn't came realize around. it was a hundred years difference between because everybody knows. Edison and you know and yeah Tesla I'm sure you're gonna yeah. say but just like I didn't realize it was so that so vast in difference of years mm-hmm. that's crazy. yeah so Th- Thomas Edison kind of um, uh, 1879 was when he uh, built the first light bulb um, and then you know in 1888 uh, or excuse me 1882 um, he opened the Pearl Street station in Manhattan. Which was kind of the first uh, generation, uh, like generation and distri- distribution uh, grid mm-hmm. um, in in the world, um, and you had uh, so Thomas Edison was um, the DC uh, direct current mm-hmm. side of things, um, and then you had um, Tesla and a couple other people. On the other side of things, with the AC and the alternating current, mm-hmm. um, and you know they, these were all going on around about the same time. Um, and in eighteen eighty seven, George Westinghouse um, mm-hmm. he purchased Tesla's patents mm-hmm. um, for AC motors mm-hmm. um, and brought them to Pittsburgh. Yeah, um, and then we move forward a little bit. Going back to the D.C. side, you have um, Samuel Insull, um, who was a business partner of, of Edison, um, and he decided to um, leave Edison in New York and go to Chicago, and he kind of helped uh, uh, develop the the understanding of, like, the modern power grid. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, now, it's interesting because you have AC, which is... 
um, you know, you're able to pass a higher voltage through mm-hmm. than DC, so it can travel a lot farther. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you had this kind of war between the two. Mm-hmm. And on Thomas Edison in the DC side, you had to um, have substations very close together because mm-hmm. the power couldn't travel very far. Yeah, because you couldn't have it the power at a very high voltage. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and but AC power you could have at a very high voltage, so you could yep. it could travel a lot farther. Yep. Um, so Westinghouse in in 1893, um, he won a contract for a hydroelectric dam to harness the power of Niagara Falls. Hmm. So he, um, you know, soon after that he uh, was able to power the city of Buffalo mm-hmm. off that hydroelectric dam. Um, you know, we move. Greatly forward to the 1930s, and uh, most Americans uh, living in towns and cities uh, had electricity, but still only about 10% of the rural areas had mm-hmm. had um, uh, electricity. And so in, in 1935, um, uh, Franklin D. Roosevelt created the Rural Electric Administration. Okay. To bring electricity to all of these rural areas. Okay. Because before that, it was all uh, very corporate, and and they didn't feel um, the amount of line that was needed to give, um, you know, to run out to these rural communities and rural um, houses. Mm-hmm. Uh, these power companies were like, well, you know, the bang for our buck to run all this line out to somebody. Yeah. Um, who's probably not as wealthy as people who are in the city is just right. not worth it. So yeah. so they kind of enacted that and you know we we've come to, you know, more of the modern times of every mm-hmm. pretty much everybody in the yeah. United States has electricity, right. so. Yeah. Now, um, you know, as I'm usually the stack guy, but this was one of those where we just I just went like deep and we both probably went pretty deep in the topic. Uh, so one of some of the stuff, you know, to add to what you were saying there, I thought was really interesting. Um, so in the Edison and, and uh, Nikola Tesla times, um, they were kind of thought as, you know, their own kind of gurus within the fields of mm-hmm. just testing and trying different things um, within electricity and currents. Um, and, uh, you know, there's a, a great backstory to that. And I, I encourage if you're really fascinated by it to just go and do your own research to this. But one of the funny things I thought about that relationship was, well, funny in quotation marks, was that, um, you know, it eventually became this AC versus DC, this alternating current versus direct current, direct being tied to uh, Edison and alternating being tied mostly to Tesla. And um, Tesla's version, I mean, that's what we use today is alternating currents. It's just more effective. Um, you know, it can vary in in power and and um, electricity within the currents. Um, so it was just a better way of doing it. But Edison was kind of stuck in his ways. He's like, no, direct is is the way to go. And so he um, started basically doing smear campaigns mm-hmm. for AC. Right. Yep. And uh, one of that. the biggest and most successful smear campaigns was he used AC technology to help um, start the first electric chair. And so basically he 
like did he got it all approved and everything to mm-hmm. do use AC power to do the electric chair. It was a total nightmare of a first use and, and everything else with the electric chair. Eventually they got a little bit better. But basically they tied AC to killing people. Yeah. And so it got like everybody's like, whoa, 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 until eventually like it was like, oh wait. Well, no, that's not, you know, that's not really the whole use of it. There's so much more to it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I did. I did find it interesting. The um, doing a little bit of a dive into the variance between countries and all all of the various electrical plugs and all that kind of stuff. And I mean, really, it does come down to safety. Like DC current is you know, a safer current than, Mm -hmm. than AC. Um, but it it just, so it's so fascinating to me that you have so many differing, uh, thoughts on it Mm -hmm. and throughout the world, how things happen. Um, you know, I read one thing that was basically like, well, if you follow, you know, America, uh, uh, history and colonization that's how you can determine who's using what Mm -hmm. at at a specific time because certain things happened um you know england was colonizing certain areas but then they went through a transformation later where they updated their you know outlets and and voltage but that didn't necessarily update you know these you know colonies that they had out in the outer rims mm-hmm. of of the earth um and so you know it's just kind of so fascinating to me because even just reading some of these um you know i read four or five different stories on mm-hmm. on the history of electricity yeah some people mentioned some people and just completely admitted others yeah and it's it's just fascinating to me that that in a a history yeah, you're so differing on what the mm-hmm. the storyline that you're telling and the um, you know the narrative that you have yeah. for that history because of being an AC person. Sometimes yeah. it's a DC person. Yep. Sometimes it's like that rule stat that I found was a a article on. Um, you know, from a middle of the country energy source mm-hmm. that was talking about, you know, their rural um, uh, lifestyle. Yeah. And that's their history perspective of electricity. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it, it is interesting because, you know, everybody, there's a lot of conflicting reports as you get, you know, if you look at the past, you know, and like you said, even, I mean, we can even talk about this later, but just, Tesla versus Edison and just like people being passionate one way or the other with AC and DC mm-hmm. and all that of just like who was the real innovator in this whole, you know, growth of the electricity world. But then you get into new new electricity and new energy and all that other stuff and it's just a whole nother yeah. um you yeah, know, we didn't debate. Even talk about renewable energy which and- actually gets to my thing. Um so um, you know, a little bit in the news and then into to some some stats. Um, so I had a couple of news articles here, but I'm going to stick with just this one. Um, but, uh, essentially, um, in this was released, uh, a few months back and then, or maybe earlier in the year that it was happening. And then more news came through, uh, about a month ago, but, uh, Tesla, you know, uh, Elon Musk's Tesla, uh, 
is um, now in the solar energy field. So they are doing solar roofing. Um, and, um, you know, similar in a lot of ways to, um, you know, their cars and, and whatnot. Um, you know, they, they, you have to get on a really long wait list to even be, you know, get these models. But as Tesla does, these, um, these roofs, uh, are super smart and look amazing. They look real slick. They look like real, like shingle roofs but have like a little glimmer to them. Like it doesn't look like this big brick on your roof. Like a lot of solar roofs actually have or, or look to have. Um, and I think, uh, they're going to start, um, doing some of the deployments in, uh, at least according to Musk in the summer of 2019. Um, and it looks like they already have 11,000, uh, orders for the solar roof. So, um, I, that kind of sparked seeing that, got me down this real long rabbit hole, which I'll give a little bit of detail into of, um, you know, getting into renewable energy, but then also like for anybody who's ever thought even a, an iota about using solar panels or getting a solar roof, I wanted to do some research into that. So, um, the first thing was, uh, just, and this is from the, the IEA, so it's International Energy Association, uh, electricity generation from fossil fuels fell, uh, for the fifth consecutive year, and electricity generation from renewable sources such as wind um, and solar uh, registered robust growth. So, solar or wind was up fifteen percent, and solar was up about twenty-two percent. Hmm. Um, so that continues to grow. And one of the nice things with uh, renewable energy, especially with solar, is that it is a relatively new technology. They're yeah. still trying to. You know, they've had it for a while, but they're trying to commercialize it and get it into people's homes. Mm -hmm. Um, And so uh, the interest is there, but the cost is still really high and there's a lot of regulations as well. So, you know, they're starting to apply a lot of credits to people who, you know, and they are doing that. You'll get a credit if you get this type of thing. Um, But it is a pretty lengthy um, process, but then also a pretty big investment to do one of these roofs. So. I just ran just just for conversation's sake. I wanted to see what it would be cost for me on my house to get a uh, solar uh, roof, and there's there's kind of three different alternates to this. So my house is about thirteen hundred square feet, um, and according to the numbers, it would take about nine years for me to break even on my investment with a solar panel roof. Now this isn't. Tesla's solar panel roof. Tesla's solar panel roof is about thirty three percent additional cost to get the like high end, just like you know a lot mm-hmm. of Teslas. Mm-hmm. You're paying a little extra for that cool factor. Um, but uh, after about twenty years, the estimated cost is about thirty um, k of savings. Um, so you know, basically, from nine years on, I've gained about thirty k. Now, the way what I was trying to figure out with that, and, and one of the things too is property value goes up. Um, typically, they estimate about three percent um, in property value when you actually um, do something like this. But um, you know, Tesla is about you know, if if you look at my house for instance, it's about tw- it would be about twenty nine thousand dollars to get a Tesla roof uh, solar panel, and it's about twenty thousand to get just a normal solar panel roof. Now, if you look at just a redoing your roof, you're looking at, you know, 
it's a lot less. You're, it's more like for my house would be like $13,000 or $10,000 or something like that. Yep. So almost half as much. Um, but, uh, one of my, my first questions that came up with was, as I looked at this was we live in Seattle, right? You yep. know, solar panels, we don't see the sun for many days. I think we're, um, I think us, I think we're actually the cloudiest city in the United States. We aren't the rainiest city, right. but we are the cloudiest. Uh, I think we see the most days with clouds or something like that. But our summers are great. Um, so what I was trying to figure out was, does it even make sense to mm-hmm. even get solar paneling if you live in the Pacific Northwest with you know so much overcast? And while there was a little bit of conflicting reports, the majority of what I got was that Essentially, the efficiency of solar panels decreases on cloudy days um, since less sunlight can pass through the clouds to reach the solar roofs. However, that doesn't mean that zero power is produced. There's, it's just at a lower rate. Yeah. Um, so um, one of the reasons why it's much more common in Arizona's and California's of the world because they get you know a lot more sunny days mm-hmm. um, and they can kind of power it. Now, the other piece to that too is, you know, Seattle is pretty temperate. It's actually one of the more temperate spots in the country. Um, we don't get too cold. We don't get too hot. So in the cold months, you might be running your heat a little bit in Seattle area. And in the warm months, you might have – a lot of people don't even have uh, air conditioning out yep. here. So your cost all over the country, if it's super hot, you're going to be paying a lot more during the summer months on on your AC. Well – here you're not spending as much in the summer months when you have beautiful sun. So it actually doesn't in the long run, it doesn't make a ton of sense to invest in solar roofs here unless you're you're gonna be in the house for a while for you know 10, 15 plus years. Mm-hmm. Um and um yeah so I that was one of the things that I was just I was really interested in and, and kind of fascinated about. I I've you know in passing by have thought about like well that'd be kind of cool. And honestly like if you don't need a new roof, don't even think about getting a solar roof. It just doesn't make sense for you to invest in it. Yeah, I didn't even I didn't even think about it because like my house is going to come up needing a new roof here in a little bit. I didn't even think about the fact that oh, if I need a new roof, mm-hmm. do I get a solar roof? Yeah, just to have it. Yeah, and and my suggestion to you would be probably not, at least yeah. not as of right now. And there are. Res- or there are, um, you know, credits and stuff that you get and, and it, it starts to work out over time. But I mean, for me, I don't know about you, but I mean, I bought, you know, I've, not a fixer upper, but, it, you know, it's my first home or our first home. So, you know, we're not staying there forever. We're probably going to, you know, once we get a forever home and it's like, you know, my brother has a roof that he's got to redo soon. He lives in Pennsylvania. They get a little more sun there. Mm-hmm. If if it's he says it's his forever home, he's going to die in it. So if if that's the case, then yeah. maybe look into that. It may cost you more up front, but it may be saving you money, you know, ten years down the road. So yeah. it's an interesting. I also have a bunch of trees behind my house, so like mm. I'm even more blocked. Yeah, like, that's I I have trouble growing grass in my backyard because of all the trees, mm. and you know just the amount of sun that that my backyard even gets. So yeah. The south facing, um, uh, the south facing um, roof, yeah, wouldn't get even, much. Even gets less. So. Yeah. So, and that's probably why you don't. You know, if you are listening and you're from the Pacific Northwest, 
there's really, you just don't see a ton of houses with solar panels on it. Um, but you know, but I will say if you have the money and you're just loaded and you want something cool, the Tesla roofs look really cool Mm -hmm. and they will save you money in the long run. It's just, you know, they're usually, most of them are being used on new, new housing that's getting built. Um, but interesting, interesting for sure. And I'm, I'm kind of glad I did the research so that I don't have to, you know, the next time it comes up, I can just be like, oh yeah, it doesn't make a ton of sense out here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, apparently we need a uh, wind uh, energy. Wind, oh, oh yes, yeah, that would be much better. Yeah, <laughs> you get <laughs> a lot last uh, couple weeks. Yes, indeed. Even today. Yeah. Um. Well, do you want to? Uh, do you want to jump into? This is about the time when we do our our friendship test. So yeah, why don't yeah, we? We're, uh, we're we're flying through this podcast today. Are we? Yeah. we wow. Let's do it. You know, we always do a little bit of friendship tests, so uh, usually like some friendly debates. But, you know, as we both did our own little research into this topic, I thought it'd be interesting to start off by, you know, did you start – did you find a favor when you looked into the the Tesla, the Nikola Tesla or the Thomas Edison? Did you seem to pick a side in I mean, that? I'm an American, so I got to go with, with Edison. Oh, right? you're awful. <laughs> no. No. I, I – I, well – I'll let you speak if you have any particular things, or is it just that he's American? Um, I, I think I just knew more about him than than yeah. just being American history and yep. learning all about that. Uh, you know, the some of the subtle differences that I I could pick up is is um, you know Tesla was very organized and. And Edison was like this crazy off the yeah. wall kind of guy, <laughs> yep. and like I kind of like that. Uh-huh. Um, uh, so, so you know, there's there's that. Obviously, he you know invented the light bulb, so yeah, you know, I can't can't fault him for that. Yeah, I mean, you got to give him his, his due for sure. I think the one of the reasons why I I, I am siding with Tesla. Um, one, I think you know some of the, I mean, AC versus DC. AC significantly superior in my well, it is. It just is. That's what we use today, um, you know. And I think Justin wants to electrocute people. That's really <laughs> at no, the end of the day. Smear campaign. <laughs> um, but no, like I just feel like if you think about it, and and you know, we don't know the whole story, but when you think about electricity, the first person that comes to your mind is Edison. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe Ben Franklin with you know the the kite thing and all that, but. It's Edison. Why right. isn't I mean I not that Tesla isn't well, known, but why isn't Tesla equally as known as Edison? I feel like that's he's just as big of a name and I feel like he's the underdog in this story and he comes out on top and that's Yeah, but but and forgive me if if I you know misunderstood the the um history here, but mm-hmm. Tesla didn't Tesla wasn't the inventor behind like he, he invented the motor that produced the ac power but he wasn't necessarily the founder of ac the ac current whereas edison did the light bulb and you know he had more of a hands-on of, of the whole process yeah you might be right um but i think in terms of mastery and kind of owning it i think each of them owned their respective AC and DC. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, and again, Edison just 
And I, I kind of like it. You know, you say American. He acted like a stereotypical American and just like, oh, you know, this is the best current and I don't care what you say. And like I'm going to just, you know, try to smush all your your dreams and and But I mean like even, even we talked about like George Westinghouse, he took – he took, you know, AC – the AC current and brought it to the United States. It wasn't like Tesla, you know, helped – revolutionize this in you know the entire world right it, it was it was taken other places so i think from a, from an american perspective like we're obviously going to know more about um you know edison, edison than, yeah. than we will about um tesla i mean uh you know tesla probably is more well known now because of you know yeah. elon musk right which by which, the way are you gonna say it Go ahead, go ahead. Did you, see the, did you see the story of, of what the name of Tesla would have been? Oh, no, I didn't see this. I have something else. Oh, go ahead. Okay. Well, well, earlier the, uh, in uh, December, um, Elon Musk did a, uh, a little interview um, with Business Insider, and mm-hmm. he um, uh, said that uh, Faraday would have been the, the um, name. If Faraday. He, yeah. Okay. If if he if he hadn't got bought the rights to Tesla, because yeah. obviously I mean, you... well that that was my actually and this is small and maybe a lot more people knew this, but um, well two things I didn't realize that Tesla was a pretty fresh company. I mean, two thousand three I think they they started or at least became like Tesla Inc or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I did not know, um, being you know ignorant in that way, is that Tesla did not start. Uh, or sorry, Musk, Elon Musk did not start Tesla. It was um, Martin Eberhard and Mark Tarpington, Tarpington. I might have butchered their names, but essentially they started. I went like down this real rabbit hole here too. This is a weirdly fascinating topic, and that's yeah. why you know this has kind of been fun. But um, but yeah, they basically they uh, had this. Uh, they rode in an electric car and they were inspired by this um, technology and so they wanted to really master it and so they had this idea and they worked on it for a while, um, you know, a couple of years I think even. Um, and then they pitched it to uh, Elon Musk who was – I believe – I could be wrong on this but I believe he was one of the co-founders of PayPal. Um, so he was kind of sitting on a big chunk of change mm. Um and uh, so they pitched it to him and then he became, you know, the CEO and there's a whole lot to that whole story. But there's a lot before Tesla – or be, I keep saying Tesla. Uh, it's almost synonymous with Elon Musk. But before Musk came on as kind of like the the face of Tesla. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he was also doing some SpaceX stuff and he was interested in, you know, that, you know, save the environment kind of uh, deal and – but that to me was a shock. I was like, "Wait a second, Musk didn't start Tesla?" Like, so um, interesting to say the least. So our next question, you know, since since I had power out, mm-hmm. you know, I was I was struggling through the power outage, um, <laughs> and I, I have this really cool lamp light thing okay. that um, actually has a crank on it. Mm. So so it's doesn't take a battery you actually you know produce the power yourself yep which kind of led me to what our delusional thinking was Mm -hmm. um for today um but 
when you do lose power, are you somebody who goes and grabs the light or the lamp? Mm-hmm. Um, or are you just lighting candles all over the place? So I will say I'm probably a little bit of both. Well, I mean, maybe my wife is more of a candle. Like she'll, that might be her, her reaction is like to go around and light a bunch of candles everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do have one of the, um, like lights that basically a flashlight that's charging. And then, you know, once the power goes out, it like comes on and then we can use that. I've also had one of those crank ones and they work wonders. Yeah. Um, it's one of the best Amazon purchases, like spur the moment Amazon purchases that I saw online. It also has a a USB port so I can charge my phone. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So power it up and charge my phone. Yeah, that's it, spectacular. Yeah, right, I that, might just go buy it right now. I didn't even lose power, <laughs> but just in case. Yeah, no, I like that a lot. Um, no, we, I don't. I, I imagine when you when you I looked at this question, we talked about this question. Um, I imagine just like walking around with one of those long stick candles in the house, <laughs> just like, like old school. Yeah, uh, but no, I think we're pretty similar in that regard, where we'll have a flashlight and. Um, you know, we might light some candles to have some consistent light in some some of the rooms, but mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of this uh, this little crank thing that I have. Um, it acts as both a flat like you can condense it down as a flashlight, or you can expand it so it's like more mm-hmm. of a a lamp type light and more you know expansive. Mm-hmm. And and I kind of lean towards the the lamp type of thing where you just put it down and it kind of helps fill the room okay. Um, as yeah. opposed to like having to walk around and like, yeah. you know, with a light and shining. Well, it the hardest thing has got to be the heat. Once you lose heat, then it's just like it's real cold in the yeah. house and it's yeah. dark and all that other Fortunately, stuff. Fortunately, I have a, I have a couple of natural gas fireplaces. Oh, okay. So that's good. It, you know, they keep the counter. Yeah. yeah. Uh, decently warm. Okay. But, um, you know, and, and then, I guess my next lighting question is is when you do have lights because when, when I didn't have light I realized how dark it really is right and mm-hmm. you know no street lights no nothing mm-hmm. when you do have electricity are you somebody who leaves lights on so when you get home or you wake up or um, whatever there's a little bit of light on in your house um so not typically, and I we've talked about this in the smart homes uh, podcast where I try to um, as much as possible schedule the lights when I leave or whatever to go off, um, and when we go to bed we try to when well, we turn all the lights off. We still do have our our Christmas tree up, uh, so the, I do like the twinkle of the Christmas trees on all the time. So yeah. I like a little bit of light, almost like a night light in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, not that we always have a Christmas tree up, but like there are things like that in the house that will provide a little bit of light. But um, but no, I think you know I I'm in some cases I'm a penny pincher, uh, you know. And when it comes to the heat and when it comes to lights, I'll you know try to you know save where we can. Yeah. Yeah, uh, my wife hates when I do it for the heat, but I've I've be, I've grown a little bit. I yeah. used to be like, we don't need the heat on; we can just put blankets on. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm, we're adults; we it, should turn the heat on. I'm like the opposite; like I need the lights to be on when I not all lights, but I need a light to be on when I'm coming home. You know, if it's dark outside, uh, my uh, are you afraid somebody's in there? 
No, I just, uh, you know, when you pull in, how do you see? Like, yeah. Actually, you know what? I will say that sometimes I will leave a light on when I leave because I like, I like the appearance that you know somebody's traffic there. And, yeah, you know, people are there. Yeah, kind of thing. yeah, for sure. I, when it comes to like going to bed, I, same type of thing though. Like I leave outdoor lights on. Uh, I'm not a big person leaving indoor lights on mm-hmm. or like needing a bathroom light on or yeah. something like that to navigate. Yeah, I actually kind of find it a fun little game of like <laughs> yes. in the dark trying to find your way to the bathroom <laughs> and and you know doors whatever might be in the way uh-huh. just trying to find your way it's uh it's kind of like bird box you just blindfolded and just walking around you here. know what i forgot to watch Bandersnatch. oh my gosh brian i forgot that was your one homework watch. assignment i didn't have power uh that's an excuse that's a dumb excuse I didn't have power. Oh. Actually, I did talk to somebody who uh, who actually related. I, I talked to him about Bannerstatch, um, and he said that he started watching. He didn't finish it. While his power was out, he would charge his phone in the car uh, or charge the charger in the car, Get bring his phone in, and then watch stream it on his wow. phone. Um, and I was like, wow, that is dedication. That is dedication. That is, awesome because that's yeah. the last thing you really think about is like yeah. streaming stuff yeah. when power is so hard to come by right so i you know so your excuse is yeah it's okay oh okay i, I mean <laughs> I, I i guess it's uh next seems... you gotta do it this week though you got power yeah. back you gotta yeah. do it yeah we'll, we'll do it this week hopefully but you know we're, we're a little early today yeah it's we time are... time for some delusional thinking <laughs> I, so, so our delusional thinking question for this week, it really spurned from things that occurred. Would you say it sparked from things? It sparked. It sparked. <laughs> the, the lack of electricity really sparked the ideas here. Um, coming off of my crank idea, I was sitting there charging my phone as I cranked it. I was like, oh, this is okay. Like, this is a good good topic. Um, but... Would you rather be forced to ride a bike to produce every bit of energy you use in your life or get shocked every time you walk into a room that is using electricity? And and this shock is coming randomly on any part of your body. And I have to provide some subcontext here okay. because because yesterday <laughs> Oh yes, I forgot about this. I I was in the gym in the locker room and you know, I had a li- apparently didn't use enough static cling on my clothes for the day <laughs> because I went and put up my my shirt in my locker, and I got the biggest shock <laughs> through Wait, through so my like, ring finger. <laughs> this was just a static electricity yes. shock. What you were like crying like a baby. <laughs> this was. It was it hurt so much. <laughs> like and then I was laughing because we were talking about electricity and uh, I just it, I couldn't handle it. And and so that this is where where this all really comes for full circle. All comes from full circle. So so that was just like an electricity shock. Yep. Mm-hmm. But it was so painful through the tip of my ring finger that that's where this this finishing the finishing question, touch Came from thinking, yeah. Well, um, I'll I'll kick it off this week. 
with my opinion, uh, and I didn't give much thought to this. I'm going to give you my gut here. Um, but I think my gut says that I'm going to take a shock every time I walk into the room. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm not overly confident in this, but especially because you added the caveat that it's in a random spot in my body and I don't love the process <laughs> of where that could be at times. Um, is it a question for you? Is, is it a varying level of shock or is it the same level of shock? I mean, to me, it was as painful as that static electricity okay. shock was. I don't know how painful it was. You were that's, yeah, really you upset about it. But I, I think I could. Have you been shocked before? I have. Um, I remember in, I think it was third grade, um, I was, you know, it was like playtime or something. And uh, I was, um, I don't know, under a table somewhere and just doing whatever kids do. Mm-hmm. And I grabbed a paper clip uh, and decided to stick that into the outlet um, and uh, got a nice little jolt through that. That was fun because a uh, paperclip is a good conductor, mm-hmm. as as many have learned. Um, and I remember that memory with with fondness, um, you know. So I feel like if it's at that, not that I liked it, mm-hmm. but every time you walk into a different room, so like you're gonna you're gonna walk outside, you're gonna walk it to walk to your car, you're gonna have to walk to two different rooms. Oh jeez! Actually, yeah, that's it. Is I? It's going to be brutal, but I think you can build a tolerance to it, and um, and you know, like the Teslas and Edisons of their day, they actually thought that electricity would you know help stimulate the mind at times <laughs> and make you smarter oh, at times. Okay, and you know, there were geniuses in their time, so okay. I I okay. think that's safe to say. But honestly, though, I think. You know, from a shock standpoint, because that's the, it's it's pain. It's it's yeah. it's just pain tolerance, and yeah. I don't think I necessarily have more pain tolerance than anybody else. But I think I could maybe get used to it. Um, the needing to work for every little <laughs> bit of power <laughs> sounds, you know, at a point it's like, well, you know, I can be fit and I can be working out, whatever. But that's a lot of power. I mean, I wouldn't be able to have my job. Yeah. So so like, let's let's put this in context. So if you pedaled for an hour a day, okay. Uh you in um you can produce about uh, 100 watts. Oh jeez. When you're okay. you know, if you're very fit, you can you you could go up to 200 watts. Okay. Um what does 200 watts get you or 100 watts get well, you? Well, well, <laughs> so so this this article says uh, it's um 300 or 100 watts a day um, gets you about 1% of the typical family's usage. 1%. 1%. Yeah. So yeah. it's definitely going to affect your life, right? Significantly. Yeah. Significantly. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I think <laughs> I am willing to change my life that much so that <laughs> i don't crazy. have to get shocked here here's the thing if Be- if you told me right now 
and if the numbers were different and you said one hour of riding a bike equates to one hour of technology yeah. or electricity, I still probably wouldn't do it. It would be a little bit more of a consideration, but like one hour doesn't get you anything and you're getting 1%. Yeah, but I'm for a family, for a family. So still, let's say it's a family of four, you know, then let's quadruple it for you and 4%. You get 4% for every hour you ride that bike. I, I had another number that was pulled up that was basically saying that for that hour you would get, I think, uh, 16 hours of laptop use or something like that. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Well, that's actually I mean, not too bad. But, but when you think of electricity use, right? So, so – so that one percent of total electricity use for that family is talking about, you know, lights at home, mm-hmm. refrigerator, any cooking, yeah. right? So, so you're change. You'd have to change that, which I think I'm okay with, right? Yeah, I think I'm okay with. You know, no refrigerator sucks, Brian. I can <laughs> I can tell you it sucks. Well. But as a single individual, like if I didn't have a refrigerator, I'd just go out to eat every time and expensive. Yeah, but I mean, it's expensive. You're going to get shocked. So every here's time you here's the thing that room. that doesn't bode well for both of us in this yeah. scenario is that we'll both probably be a little more recluse yeah. and like <laughs> I, you know, I will probably not go from room to room as you know if I forgot something in the kitchen. Maybe I'll ask my wife to go get it for yeah. me. Like, you know, I get shocked every time I move, <laughs> yeah. you know, so I'll move less, yeah. which actually will not won't be ra- bad. But then you also won't like, you know, you won't I'll do use, much. Yeah. I'll use a lot less electricity. I'm yeah. sure because you'll have to. You'll you either way. You're going to alter your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I think yours um, and, and the getting shocked will probably alter your lifestyle less. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. But you're also going to be in a lot more pain than <laughs> yeah, I am. Exactly. And that's what I also, I also am not speaking from a recency standpoint. You literally yeah, just yeah. got, you know, apparently a very large it, it was static so shock. <laughs> like it was like a, it was a static shock so bad that like I jumped backwards because it, <laughs> it, it was like, I, I can't even describe it because, and that's where I put in the random area of your body because I don't know that I'd ever been shocked on the, like the tip of my finger mm-hmm. and it was just such a, well, I take that back the tip of my ring finger. Like I, th- and maybe you're onto something where you're, you're establishing some like, you know, um, uh, pain tolerance, pain tolerance yeah. to it. Uh, but still, I mean, it, that would be painful. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and, you know, this is also with the caveat that the, the level of shock stays consistent. I think if that varied and there was like a, even like a 0.005% chance that that shock would like kill me, I'm going. Oh yeah. No, yeah. It it wouldn't kill you. Like, yeah. But even just like hospitalize me at any point or like to that level um, or like, uh, or what's it called? A taser. Like, yeah, if oh. that if that's one of these options, like I'm probably even if there's like a five percent chance of like a tase shock, yeah, I'm I'm probably going your route. I'll I'll change my lifestyle, but <laughs> but for now, for for the level of static shock that you just got, maybe a little bit more 
I don't know, super like painful and happen often, I'm probably going to stick with the getting the shock. Okay. Well, we can agree to disagree <laughs> again. Again. Are we seven Which, for seven? Uh, we almost agreed once. Yeah, I, I think we did. I, we probably – Sorry, sorry, listener X. We are not doing a good job of of you know uh, your feedback and, because we're now asking questions, and you're probably just as frustrated as we are that we don't know the no, answer. No, if you're to a it. listener, maybe you have figured it out. But you know that's seven episodes of content. I mean, we can't remember everything. We're not. That's, that's seven hours of talking. Yes. Wow. Wow. That's pretty. That's pretty good. I'm proud of us, Brian. Yeah. That's pretty good. Okay. Well. Thanks for thanks for joining us on the quest this week. Yep, we uh, as as per always um, follow us on Facebook at at Quest for One Hundred Podcast or on Twitter um, eventually at the Quest for One Hundred. <laughs> um, we do have the name, we just don't have the content on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe someday. Yes. Well, uh, hope you enjoyed your time. Uh, we we certainly did, and uh, we'll see you next week. See you.